hey, I'm offering a course. It's called Take Back Your Time. If you're feeling overwhelmed with your schedule, like you're a victim to everybody else's demands and your own goals and dreams get pushed aside, this course is for you. It's a five-week course with a bonus sixth week. The modules are short. You can do them on your own time. There are worksheets and you'll get one call with yours truly. So what are you waiting for? Get ready to take back your time, live a life less stressful, more organized, and more aligned with your goals. Sign up now to lose the overwhelm and take control of your busy schedule. Make your tomorrows less stressful and less chaotic. Start prioritizing and achieving your goals without guilt. The course starts October 6th, but don't worry if that feels time crunched. It's just when the first material is released and you can do it all on your own time. I'd love to see you there. You're listening to A Little Bit Better, a podcast where we talk about how breaking goals into small steps can lead to big results. Here we'll examine the cause and effects of our thoughts, our actions, and inactions, and how they influence how we live our lives. I'm your host, Chris Swale, a life and health coach. Let's get started. Hey, welcome back to A Little Bit Better, the podcast. I'm your confidence coach and host, Chris Swale. Today, I want to talk about stress. I realized partway through the day today that I was just hunched up and carrying a lot of stress. These are stressful times, but I realized it was physically manifesting in my body. And I also feel the two phone calls from friends today freaking out about things that they couldn't control and also in a way that they probably would not have if it was, again quote unquote, normal times. And so I just thought, let's talk about this because this is real. Stress is high right now and nobody that I know of is immune from it right now while we're living in a pandemic. So let's talk about stress, what it is, what it does to your body and ways that you can de-stress. Let's dive in. So what do we stress about? We stress about people, we stress about if they're safe or what they might do at work, things people might say. We stress about situations in the future, in the present, and the past. And this is a big area that we can really help ourselves. It feels super scary right now, for sure, for many, many people. And I guess living through a pandemic will probably do that. But we can take measures to help mitigate our stress. We can do our ourselves, our minds, and our bodies a favor. Because we just can't control the future or know it at any time. It feels scarier because it feels like we have a known and named danger right now while we're living through this pandemic. So it's extra important to pay attention to what your body is doing and what your body's telling you. I'm going to come back to that in a minute. I just want to hit up the other two areas first. We also stress in the present and that I'm sure you're very well familiar with just in your daily day, the things that instantly give you stress. And we stress about the past. And this is a big one. We stress about what we've done, what we haven't done, things we've said. And here's where we can really do the work to let go. It can be tricky. Sometimes we actually don't even want to forgive ourselves or we don't want to forgive other people. And you don't have to forgive other people, but I do encourage you to forgive yourself because holding on doesn't help you. It it creates tension. It creates negativity in your body. The past cannot be changed. It is what it is. It's done. It's finished. So worrying and stressing about it really doesn't 
do anything. It just doesn't help. So let's talk about stress and worry. I think those two seem to come hand in hand. What is stress? Stress is a mental state or an emotional strain that can create a physical tension in our bodies. And it's usually a reaction from real or perceived circumstances. And that can lead us to worry, which is a state of anxiety and uncertainty over actual or potential problems. A lot of my coaching focus is on awareness, and that means listening to what's going on in your mind and in your body physically. And worry can be seen as a little flag that your body or your mind raises and says, oh, hey, over here, something, we better look at this. But what we end up doing is not just acknowledging the flag, but then we start staying in the worry and we start imagining worst case scenarios and multiple scenarios that aren't helpful and aren't true in the moment, in the present. And many, many times they never do come true. And what happens when we're doing all this worrying is that we start to feel anxious, we can start to feel scared, we can start to feel these emotions not just in our heads but in our bodies and it can make us jittery, we can lose sleep. Like, have you ever done that where you're so worried about something, you toss and turn all night and then the day comes and it's fine, it goes really well and you realize that you put your body in a state of of agony and anxiety and loss of sleep and worry and just kind of holding on to these negative vibes and there wasn't a reason for it. It is a good reminder to check in with ourselves so we can be like, oh, hey, what am I feeling right now and why? And what can I do about it? And sometimes you're going to feel scared depending on the situation, but sometimes you can ease yourself out of it and you can say, yes, okay, these things may happen, but it's also very possible that they won't. I wanna talk about our nervous system and I'm gonna highlight two key areas. We have the sympathetic and the parasympathetic nervous systems. The sympathetic nervous system is when our body goes into the fight or flight response. And it's when it senses danger and stress triggers that. So it turns that system on. Whereas the parasympathetic nervous system is responsible for rest and relaxation and digestion. So the ideal state for our bodies to be in is in parasympathetic mode. Think of these two systems as on a shared switch. If you flick it one way, the parasympathetic system is turned on. And if you flick it the other way, the sympathetic system is turned on. Have you ever been really stressed out and you've eaten something and it feels like the food is just sitting there like a rock in your stomach? That's because it is. When your sympathetic nervous system is triggered, your body shuts down some processes such as digestion. And that's why also sometimes you just can't eat when you're feeling a lot of stress because your digestion is turned off. And that has to do with the fight or flight system because back in our caveman days, if you were about to be attacked by some crazy wild animal and you had just eaten, your body needs to transfer all the energy to save you, to get you out of there. And so it turns off things that it doesn't need to do at that moment, like digest food that you just ate. So ideally, we want to be in the parasympathetic nervous system mode as much as possible. That will help us with digestion and even with bowel movements. 
and helps relax the muscles and basically makes us feel a heck of a lot better. A really cool thing about this system is that we can flip the switch on and off. So when we're thinking highly worrisome and stressful thoughts, we're switching ourselves to the sympathetic nervous system. But if we can counter those thoughts with ways of de-stressing, then we can flip that switch to the other side and turn on the parasympathetic nervous system. Here's a quick exercise you can do. Grab a piece of paper and draw two lines so that you have three columns. Then label each column. One will be past, one will be present, one will be future. In each column accordingly, write the things that have been or are stressing you out. So in the present, right now, what's stressing you out? Write all that stuff down. The future, write all that stuff down. Just jot note, point form, always point form. And then the same for the past. Now pick the column that is screaming at you, the one that is causing you to feel stress. Very possibly right now it is present or future because of the coronavirus. But you can do this exercise in quote unquote normal times if you are have been fixating on the past. I'm just giving you the full exercise right now and you can apply it as you need to. So if your column is the past, for example, you can circle the things that you know that you can let go of and you can actively say X, whatever the situation is, the thing is, I release you and I let you go. And sometimes writing it down individually and then burning it or ripping it up is a really powerful symbolic way to do that. Sometimes you just need to think about it and meditate it and just forgive yourself and let go and move on. When you're looking at your present column, you can now write down in another color things that are good, things that you can do, things that you are doing, all these good things. When you see those against the things that are scaring you or worrying you, it can have a calming effect. For the future column, take the worrisome thoughts or thoughts, but do this one at a time and acknowledge them. You don't need to beat yourself up for having them. You just need to acknowledge that they're there. And if you're feeling brave, you could write beside them or not. So for instance, right now you might write, I might get coronavirus. And then in another color right beside it, I would write, or I might not. You can also write other solutions underneath it. So I might get coronavirus and I will recover. So you can walk yourself through the potential situations and find positives. Doing that can help stop the worry from train wrecking, from getting completely out of control because you can tell your brain, yep, I hear you. That is scary for me, but I believe that I will be okay. I wanted to talk a little bit about stress and the effects it has on our bodies. Stress is linked to so many negative things for our minds and our bodies. Stress can trigger tension headaches, or if you already have one, intensify them. And a lot of this has to do with our physical posture while we're feeling stressed. And if you are feeling that way right now, take a look at your body. Where are your shoulders? Are they, are they pulled up towards your ears or are they relaxed and lowered? Are your shoulders rolled forward and tight and tense? Or can you open up your chest and and roll your shoulders back and breathe and take a nice deep breath? Stress manifests emotionally and physically in the body, and that's partly why it can be so detrimental to our overall health. So if we're in a sustained state of pulling, of hunching or pulling our shoulders up towards our ears, 
that's pulling on all the muscles and, and they're, they're not sitting where they're supposed to be sitting. And that can just add or intensify to any headaches that you may have or be experiencing. And I don't know about you, but when I have headaches, then I get grumpy. So I'm not showing up as the best person for my family and my friends or in my work. Studies also show that stress can increase symptoms of depression. It can really just wear you down emotionally. And that's so exhausting. It's really exhausting to be constantly battling these negative types of feelings in your in your mind. It can lead to insomnia loss of sleep, which has mental and physical implications. Sometimes it can lead to anxiety or panic attacks. It can also have us looking for quick fixes and that can transpire into poor food choices. So we might start reaching for the crap food. And when we're stressed is when we really need the food that's better for us. But it's so much easier to just reach for pops or chips or ice cream or whatever it is, whatever your vice is. Along the lines with the tension headaches and feeling that through your shoulders and your upper body, you can just feel tense muscles everywhere in your body when you're stressed. And sometimes when we experience tense muscles, we compensate in our bodies for that. And then that can cause strain on other parts of our bodies. Some women miss periods when they're super stressed out. It can lower your sex drive. There's such a slew of conditions or negative responses in our body physically and mentally due to sitting and staying in stress. I really don't want to be depressing everybody here. I'm just telling you these things because I recognize this from you, from myself. I keep hearing people saying, oh my God, I'm so stressed out. And, and it's legit. We're questioning our own decisions because we're living in a pandemic and no one knows the best solutions, the best route that we should be taking in our homes, in our social circles, in our countries. So there's a lot going on that we are trying to process. So I just wanted to assure you or reassure you that, yes, you're going to feel stress. Of course, it would maybe be strange if you didn't right now. And so the goal isn't necessarily to not feel stress right now, but it's to mitigate the damage that it might be doing to yourself. And there's lots of ways we can do this. So there's the great news. I'm going to talk about some ways that I find really effective at combating stress or minimizing it, and I'm sure you will be able to find a whole bunch that work for you. So the number one method I would highly encourage is movement. Any type of movement in your body. A lot of times, as we talked before about that tension and, and kind of pulling everything up and in, that's such a strained, stiff state to be in. So trying to relax your body and, you know, even doing shoulder rolls or arm circles, get up and dance, go for a walk, go for a jog, try a new class if you've ever wanted to, go for a bike ride, just be silly with friends, you know, um, kick a ball around, just anything that just gets your body moving. And and something that feels good to you, not something forced that you think you should do. Do what you want to do. Just move your body in a way that feels natural and feels good and feels authentic to you. Another thing you can include in that is stretching. Stretching feels so good. And if you are feeling that tension, be careful not to overstretch, but you can lightly and softly stretch those areas of tension and it really, really feels so good. 
Another very obvious way to de-stress is to laugh. I don't know if you ever get this way, but sometimes when I'm really stressed or angry or sad, I get a little bit stubborn and I don't even want to laugh. But if somebody succeeds in making me laugh or if I read something or watch something and I, I laugh, I realize how ridiculous I've been holding on to that negativity. And because the laughter just feels so good and it just helps you release and breathe out and relax. So how do you laugh? You know, call up your best friend. I find that even when my friends and I are in states of stress, we end up laughing at some point in the conversation. We can be talking about really intense things, but somehow laughter is always interjected into the conversation. So call up a friend or a sister or a brother a parent, anyone, anyone that you know, you always have great conversation with. Another way to do it is if you have kids, just be silly with them. Just drop whatever you're doing, get on the floor, roll around with them, watch some silly show that maybe you don't normally like or approve of, but just put it on with them and and watch them laugh. I often find that if I'm a little bit grumpy and I see one of my kids laughing, it immediately makes me smile and laugh. There's just something so sweet about watching little kids laugh. They just they just own it all, right? They the whole thing is funny and their faces, their voices, their bodies just embrace the laugh. So do that. Do a whole body laugh. Another way to de-stress is to just sit down and watch a show. Pick an oldie but a goodie, like an episode of Friends or some cheesy rom-com from the 90s. Things like that can really just let you veg out so that you stop fixating and focusing on whatever it is that's causing you stress. And it just lets your body kind of relax and sink into the couch or bed, whatever you're sitting on, and give your mind that mental break. If you do a lot of driving, you can listen to podcasts. There are podcasts that have funny stories or comedy ones. My podcast editor has one called You Gotta Laugh, and I honestly cannot listen to it without laughing out loud. So I highly suggest doing something like that. So put light things, put funny things in your ears, in front of your eyes, and let yourself just kind of melt into those and forget whatever it is that you're focusing on that's causing you so much stress and worry. Another thing that people find really soothing is to do a simple small task in their in their house. That could look like clearing out a closet or a drawer, reorganizing your shoes by color or heel size, or filling a box with items that you can donate. That can have a really soothing and peaceful feeling and effect for you. Another tool you can use is to practice meditation. If this is something you've never done before, it doesn't have to be complicated. You can just sit and focus on your breath. Just breathe in long and slow and breathe out long and slow. Doing that 10 times can be highly effective. This is a tool that I use when I'm feeling a little bit of anxiety before I go to bed and I know I'm going to be tossing and turning and I just can't get to sleep. I will do 10 really deep, long, slow breaths and I find that I almost fall asleep instantly right afterwards. It's such a fabulous tool. Another one of my favorite things to do is just put on music. Music always makes me feel so good with the slight caveat as 
I think we all have those songs that we like to listen to when we're not feeling good or when we're feeling really sad. Maybe don't listen to those ones, but put on something lively, something that can't help but make you smile and pick you up. I don't know what it is about music, but I find music just to be one of these things that is like medicine. Some people find in times of high stress that if they strengthen their connection to that which is greater, it has a very powerful impact. So if you're religious, find a quiet place and pray. You can get out in nature and just connect to the trees, to the wind, to the sun, to the stars, if that's your thing at night. Just breathe in nice, fresh air. And getting out in nature actually reminds me of another thing you can do, which is change up your environment. Sometimes we just need to get out of the physical place that we're at, and that is all it takes to clear our heads. Sometimes a fresh change of scenery is all it takes to calm our brains, to trigger solutions if we're stuck on problems, or just to clear our heads in general. And the last tool I'm going to suggest is if you are a writer or an artist is to just put your skills to paper, draw or write, and it can be very soothing, especially if you just let it flow. Just let whatever wants to come out, come out and release. I know these are scary times, but we don't want to live in fear. We don't want to live in constant anxiety and stress. We need to show up for ourselves and you can do that. So Find a way to laugh. Find whatever de-stress tool works for you. And you may have your own. You know you. So whatever works for you. Laugh, move, call a friend up, hang out with friends, do something in your house, whatever it is. Pick something that will help you de-stress and consciously add that into your day. Actually schedule it into your calendar. Even if it's a phone call, schedule in watching an episode of Friends, schedule calling a friend, dancing silly, whatever it is, put it into your calendar like you would a regular appointment and then honor it. You can show up for yourself. You can help yourself feel less stressed even when you're in a situation that feels really scary and really unknown and uncertain. So think of the things that you can do that'll make you feel good. The things that will make you laugh, that will make you drop your shoulders and go out there and do it. If time is one of your sources of stress, I've got great news. My course, Take Back Your Time, launches this week, and it's not too late to join. It's a five-week course, short video lessons, simple but effective exercises, and you get my support, including a one-on-one private coaching session. You'll come out of the course more confident, more in control of your schedule and your time, and you'll be able to prioritize the things that really matter to you with confidence and without guilt. If you're curious or want to sign up, go to my Instagram and click the link in my bio or check the show notes below. I hope to see you there. Thanks for listening to A Little Bit Better. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find this podcast. Subscribe to A Little Bit Better so you never miss an episode. Share it with friends and family. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at This Is A Little Bit Better or find me online at a littlebitbetter.ca. I'd love to hear from you. And if you'd like information about coaching with me, please reach out. I am Chris Swale. I'm excited to connect again soon. So until next time, have fun being a little bit better.